I don't know, man. Polka dudes, they get they get down. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it was. I, I've never heard of it really down here. I've heard of it like more like the Midwest. Never heard of it anywhere. Have you, have you ever been to like a polka? No, okay. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. Like we're on two separate sides of this whole coin. Like, okay, cool. So we're actually recording now. Okay. First podcast. Okay. Uh, so we've been talking about doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, you've never done one. No, no. I've never done one. So, experiment. It's going to be great. Uh, all right. So, I guess we'll start. Who are you? What do you do? Like my full name or just my first name? First name. I'll just do first name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary, and I'm a hospice nurse, in-home hospice nurse. So, you like travel around? Yeah. Check I drive out. around people's houses, nursing all, homes, stuff like that. Almost dying people. Yes. Or actually dying people, yeah. Yeah, super depressing. <laughs> it's not depressing. <laughs> so, I'm Michael. I'm, I guess, an electrician. Uh, but I actually, I wear a lot of hats. So, I do design work. I run a gym. I'm an entrepreneur. I do design everything, graphic design, all that good stuff. And never stop, ever. So we've been talking about doing it for a while. So now we're doing it. So the way that we met is actually kind of weird. So I own a gym in Covington. We've owned it since 2019. You started with us in 2020. Summer, the summer of 2020. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. summer of 2020, you actually knew one of the members that was going there already. Yeah. Apparently, we went to the same high school. We're, what, one year apart? No, we're the same. Are we the same age? Yeah. Okay. We're the same age. We should have graduated together, but. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, we go to the same high school, hung out with the same people. Yeah. Like, we all all knew the same people. Yeah, yeah. Never, no recollection at all. Mm -mm. Perfect. Yeah. I think, so, your ex-boyfriend's girlfriend I possibly dated in high school yeah well I think how it went down is I think that they were together and when they broke up he started dating me she started dating you so like (laughs) I don't don't and we never knew each other which is super (laughs) weird yeah so you've got this whole small town conspiracy yes so small towns you can't escape them no I mean, you think you do, but eventually, especially if you stay in it for like your whole life, like I have and you have, it just starts to crumble in on top of you at some point because (laughs) everywhere you go, especially, I mean, yeah, and work, like it's super awkward because what I do and then I end up at someone I know or I went to school with and that's weird and then it's just, yeah, never get away. So 2020, you start with us at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, just decided to get, cause you, you worked out a little bit, right? No, never. No? Like never even like no planet fitness, no nothing. Like, okay. Never. Nope. So she, she just called me. It was uh, the 4th of July actually. And she was like, come do this workout. And I was like, okay. That's right. You did come to the 4th of July yeah, workout, yeah, didn't you? That was the first time I ever went. Okay. 
<laughs> so a little bit, my background, like I got super out of shape out of, after high school, worked on a service truck, doing electrical work. We ate Waffle House every day. And then like 20, God, I think 2014, I just decided to start running one day, Forrest Gump it. And uh, <laughs> so I, I ended up like I was 285, 290 pounds and got down to like 200 pounds met up with some friends and we opened a gym. So weird circumstances, you end up joining the gym mm-hmm. and two years later, two and a half years later, here we are probably one of our best couple friends. Uh, cause like yeah. me and my wife hang out with y'all every week. Yeah. Uh, we see each other almost every day at the gym. Uh, we've been talking about doing this for a little while and then I surprised you by actually buying all the equipment and saying, Mary, meet me at four o'clock on a Sunday and we're going to record a podcast. Yeah. I'm much more of the like idea and then never see it through type of person. Like I love to throw (laughs) ideas, but then I'm actually not going to do anything to make it happen. So it's weird to have someone who's like idea. Oh yeah, this is how we're going to make it. That's weird to me. I don't, I don't do that. So that's actually how the gym started. Okay. So we were. It was after a competition at another CrossFit gym. Uh, me and uh, Stephen and Callie, the other two owners, mm-hmm. uh, we were out to lunch after the competition with some other friends. Somebody goes, you guys should open your own gym. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to open our own gym. And we had uh, one, of, one of the coaches was our friend at the time. And we were like, okay, how do we do that? A week later, I went online, bought an LLC, uh, registered everything, and within a month, we were opening a gym. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very much the grab hold and run. Well, I'm not, but <laughs> I mean, if everyone, if someone does all the work, then I'll participate. But I'm just not good at uh, doing the work. Yeah. Because I'm, I tend to do all the work and participate very little. Oh, okay. Huh. That you got me playing soccer, too, yeah, like last yeah. year. Okay, so that. That was an odd turn. I I grew up hating soccer. Like I was always made fun of the soccer kids because I was like wrestler, football, ROTC, hated soccer. Mm-hmm. Somehow you suckered me into going and playing soccer one day last year. Yeah. Super fun, and now I thoroughly enjoy soccer. I haven't played at all this year. I don't think. Did I play any this year? I don't think you've been out there this year, but it's been weird this year. The the pickup group has been weird. I mean, it's good, but it's just, I don't know, it's just been weird lately. But The weather, to too. Like, yeah, it seems like it's... every Sunday, like right now, you can see out the window, like it's afternoon. Yeah, it's, we're supposed to afternoon. play at 5, and we're obviously not going to play at 5. So, <laughs> and it's been like that. It's just been weird, and we keep changing the time to try to, like, fit people's schedules and stuff. So, I don't know. But That was one thing I got with the gym was, like, you can never fit everybody's schedule. No. You just have to, like, nail down a time and do it. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess fast forward to today, we hang out all the time. Our kids are actually friends, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So, we get to hang out all the time. And I feel like we're similar enough with our sense of humor. Yeah. But still at the opposite ends of the spectrum sometimes. Yeah. So, that being said, I found this today. While I was watching my son play soccer. Okay. (laughs) You're going to enjoy this. Okay. 
That is dubstep old McDonald. Oh, and now it's playing. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I don't, me and Sarah went down, my daughter went down this weird rabbit hole of like, what kind of like weird trap music should they play at a soccer game? They were like, I don't know, like old McDonald? I mean, this is actually not bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, this might be our new intro. Like, it's just going to be old McDonald trap music. It should be. I mean, we're from a shithole town. We... Easy. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> no, I love it here. I'm just saying it's a, it's a nothing town. Listen to that bass. Like... <laughs> oh, all right. So tell me about your outfit that you picked out for today. I get a text from you this morning. Oh, yeah, because well, I didn't know this was going to be on camera until like two days ago, and then I, that was a whole nother. I was really stressed out. I was like, I don't want to be on camera. Like, I mean, you're a dude. You can wear a hat and a hoodie, and you're fine. Like, yes. If I wear a hat and a hoodie, then I look... I brushed my beard for this. I didn't do anything for this, obviously. <laughs> so I get a text that says, hang on, what, is, what does it say? <clears throat> I can look like a bum, right? Or do you want me to put effort in? <laughs> Up to you, I'm in a hoodie. You want to read the next line or do you want me to? You can read it. Okay, I'm feeling stud lesbian today. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to wear baggy sweatpants and a hoodie. I have like a white undershirt, like a stud lesbian. I just, that's how I feel today. <laughs> it's stud lesbian weather outside. It is, like, this is, it is. And honestly, if I if I had to choose another life path, like that's probably what it would be. I probably would be a stud lesbian. I mean, not not choose it, but like if that I could see that being like the all the alternative to my life now would be stud lesbian. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> oh man. What? All right, I feel like you pulled these little threads and then expect me not to follow them. So okay. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Well, I'm just saying, like, if my husband were to die, because I don't really have a desire to be with anyone other than my husband. So if my husband were to die, my kids are pretty much grown, yeah, I'd probably be a lesbian and find, like, a cute girl, and I'd be the man, and she'd be the girl. All right, so what's your type? I don't know, because I actually like the stud lesbian, so I don't know if that's possible. I don't know much about, like, lesbians. I don't know if you can have, like, stud and stud, like... I like the ones with like the short hair and like the they dress like dudes. They wear like the sports bras and like polo shirts and stuff. Like basketball players. Not necessarily basketball players, but just like the ones that dress more like guys. But they have like tattoos and stuff. Like, like tall. Um, I've been taller than me, but I'm short, so. So you want a guy? I mean, yes, I'm straight, so obviously <laughs> I want a guy. But if I didn't want a guy, that's what I would want. I would want like. You know. A girl that dresses and looks like yeah. a guy. Okay. But that I think it'd sense. be I think it'd be fun to like have like a female life partner. I think I could definitely do that. You couldn't have a male life partner? I think it would be a lot easier. Like <laughs> minus the, the obvious uh necessities that would have to be done to satisfy that person. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> other than that, like the doing life part, I think it would Oh, that'd be super easy with a yeah. guy. Guys are it's like guys are simple. Hat, hoodie, done. Like it's just a closet full of hoodies and hats. 
and jogging pants. Yeah. That's, I mean. Can you imagine two women's closets? But not if they're both like stud lesbians. Then it would be the same thing. And that would just be easier. I'm not into, I, I mean, you, you've known me long enough. I'm not into makeup or hair or anything else that's, you know, fancy or girly. You get your nails done like every couple okay, of days. Okay, I do get my nails done. The only reason I get my nails done is because I tear up my nails if I have access to them. I chew them. I rip them. I've already ripped that. See, I got my nails done last week, and I've already messed it up. So I have to keep my nails done. So does your stud lesbian partner get her nails done? I mean, if she has a nervous habit of chewing her nails, maybe. I don't know. I don't get them done. They're not like the claw, you know, like the... Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, it went so far off the rails with the nail thing. Like, okay, so we're both on TikTok. We send each other TikToks all day long. I love TikTok. I would say 50% of my TikTok is chicks like just clicking their nails together. Yeah. And, and like, like, like clicking it on stuff. Like we used to make fun of people that like couldn't type on keyboards. Mm-hmm. How do these, how do they go through life with nails like this? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. But I mean, they get really good at it. Cause like I see a lot of them and like, I mean, every little thing it's like they're, everything they do is like the pad of their. I, okay. I don't have huge thumbs. I have a hard time typing, like, thank God for autocorrect most of the time. I can barely type on my phone. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know I'm a one-finger texter, so I would really, there's no way I could do that. Oh, so you're like an index finger texter. Yeah, because you I feel like that would be easier with the the nail. I mean, if I type, maybe with the nail, you mean? Well, no, I'm saying, like, if, if you were doing it with the nail, like, it'd be easier to do single finger like yeah. maybe that's how they do it. Maybe. I mean, I've always done one. Oh, I'm I'm double thumbs. Yeah, you've made fun of me about the one finger texting before. Yeah. Haven't? Yeah. Okay. You're like, oh my god, you text with one finger. <laughs> I lose track of all the shit <laughs> I that know. I make fun of you for. Which, uh, yeah, I have to tell you too. I think you'll be excited. You were just making fun of me about clogging and being on a clogging team. Yes, and all go that. go ahead. So you know, my sisters and I would go to like these clogging workshops through wherever we can find them. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're tiny. Like the last one we went to was in Helen and it was in this like old barn, like literally a barn. But we saw an advertisement that they're doing a um, Contra workshop and Contra is like line dancing, but kind of like mixed. All right. You had me like super excited because I remember Contra on like regular Nintendo, like the two dudes, like you never played Contra? No. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. We'll we'll go down that road another day. This is like it's like line dancing, but with like kind of like polka music instead of like your traditional line dancing music. Okay. So we're like, all right, cool. We'll go do a little contra weekend. We'll do some line dancing. But then we saw that they have it's called a techno contra, and it's from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. with a live band. I can't wait. So we're gonna go, and it's in March. So this is in Helen. In Helen, Georgia, and like an old barn. So it's like a redneck rave. I guess I don't. I honestly have never done or been around techno contra. I have no idea what to expect, but so I'm expecting it, yeah, kind of like. Is a, it clogging to techno music? So it's gonna be like line dancing, or you know, like of course you don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, outside of my circle. 
And when you line dance, you learn like four basic dances, and then you do those four basic dances to like a bunch of different songs. Okay. So like once you learn some of the basic dances, then you can go to like any line dancing thing and kind of jump in. So I don't really know about this this because I've never done the whole polka thing. So I don't know. But we'll see. So we're talking like accordions? I guess. They said it's a live band the whole day. So that's in March. It's like the last weekend in March. So we just like booked our room and stuff. I don't think they're going to like sell out or anything. But. <laughs> you don't think that there's a huge demand for It's probably going to be me, my sisters, polka. and a full polka band. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't but. know, man. Polka dudes, they get... They get down. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it was. I I've never heard of it really down here. I've heard of it like more like the Midwest. Never heard of it anywhere. Have you never been to like a polka? Like, no. Okay. <laughs> no. This is what I'm saying. Like we're on two separate sides of this whole <laughs> coin. Like, uh, well, it's fun. If you ever get the chance to see live polka, I would, I would recommend it. I think Weird Al might be the deepest I've ever made it into like polka. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> something. So, <laughs> something. <laughs> uh. I told you we went to a Weird Al concert, right? I think, yeah, I think you did tell me that, yeah. Possibly the most talented musicians I've ever seen not living up to their full potential. <laughs> I'd say most musicians, especially the really talented ones, don't live up to their potential. Oh, so this, okay, so let's go down this rabbit hole. Musicians, you yeah. play, you're, you were a band geek, which might be one of the reasons that we didn't like hang out in high school that much. Possibly. I knew a couple of band geeks, but yeah. you were one of the, the bad girl band geeks. I mean, I, I mean, not really. I was a straight A student. I was like top 10 in my class, but, but I was, fun i wasn't like a nerdy oh uh, no i was nerdy but i was still like kind of cool and nerdy like band camp style i mean i went to band camp okay. <laughs> everybody that does marching band goes to band camp okay um we had it one year we had it out at the ffa camp that was fun so yeah so, all right so i've been to the ffa camp mm-hmm. we did i don't it's like 4-H club or something, mm-hmm. like long, long time ago, like middle school. Okay. What does band camp do? So band camp is where you go and you learn, you start learning your drill for the show. So you know when you watch the marching band perform, you know how they're like walking around to different places yes. and making shapes and all that. So you have to learn your drill. So band camp, you learn your music and your drill, and you start rehearsing to get ahead of because when school starts, you only have, like, after-school rehearsals. So band camp's usually, like, two weeks of all-day rehearsals. When we went to the FFA camp, it was overnight, which was pretty cool. But you've been to the FFA camp, so you know the rooms are, like, just one big room with, yeah. like, a ton of bunk beds. So, like, all the girls, obviously. A lot of shenanigans. Oh, well, a lot of shenanigans. And then, like, the shower situation's super weird. Yeah. Um, which, I, I marched in a drum and bugle course, so... That's a whole nother world that we can talk about whenever. But I'm used to, like, the whole communal shower thing. But, like, in high school, these girls were not. So that was weird. But, but yeah, that's what band camp is. I mean, that's when I went. I was in middle school. So you can imagine all the yeah. all the boys are, we're all changing. Our voices are, we're squealing at each other to leave me alone. I'm in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. The FFA camp, it's, 
I think we've all been there for some weird camps. I've been to a yeah. lot of camps there. Welcome to small town, right. <laughs> small town USA, where the FFA camp is like the place, yeah. and it's it even that's way out there for us. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. And then you know my boys went to um, wilderness camp there. They do a wilderness camp. They teach them to like shoot guns and use different knives, tie knots, that kind of stuff. So they both did, did that. Did your boys do? Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, any of that? No. Um, no, so yeah, Patrick's an Eagle Scout. So okay. So he's all about I didn't know Patrick scout. was an Eagle he's Scout. An, he's an Eagle Scout, yeah. Okay. Um, but we started the boys in Scouts, and he said that it has become too soft and that he was going to do it himself. So he took them out of Scouts, and he's just been teaching them stuff himself because I guess they don't let them, like, like, go off in camp anymore. Like, the parents yeah. have to go. There's a lot of, like things now that i'm sure for good reason but it just wasn't like that when he was cut when he was growing up so so we it, it wasn't like that when i was growing up either I, I did cub scouts but uh paul my son he he's 15 now about to be 16 he he was a cub scout all the way through cub scouts mm-hmm. we made him finish cub scouts because he he started it but we didn't make him go into boy scouts and all that stuff so yeah. It's definitely different because the parents are always there. Yeah. Um, it's more the camping, I would say, is almost all about the parents now. Like, who's got the biggest tent and the fanciest outdoor kitchen? Like, yeah. like when we went camping, it was I, I took a foot locker and, and two tents. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all we took camping. And, yeah. like, we show up the first weekend for our first big camp when he was, like, six or seven. And there's guys pulling up with trailers. Yeah. With generators. And I'm like, this isn't camping. Like, no. And I came out here with like a, a small lighter and a pack of matches. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we and doing? That's, that's kind of how Patrick felt. He was like, this isn't teaching them anything. I can teach them better than this because he had, you know, and he's from up north. And so, like, they like, like camped when it was freezing outside. Oh, yeah. So, like, he knows how to, like, stay warm. He knows a lot of stuff. Um, and it's no, no, nothing against the Boy Scouts. I mean, we still love the Boy Scouts, but he just felt like, at least around here, what was available he was like i can do a better job on my own it was i the camping was probably like the weirdest part like the rest of it was still good Mm -hmm. like they they learned a lot a lot of camaraderie stuff yeah um but i i don't know the the camping for me was (laughs) like we would literally show up and like i can run i can roll out of a backpack Mm -hmm. like like i I always loved that kind of camping like as minimal as possible and you got dudes backing their trailer in with the generator and, yeah. and stuff to run their outdoor kitchen. And yeah. I'm like, I, I came with like a, a bedroll and a backpacking tent. That's, I mean, we used to camp like that. Like we would like hike in like with our packs and yeah. stuff. And then, but I, I gave that up a while ago just because I don't want to. I'm too old. I'm too bougie now. I need a camper and heat and AC. You done the glamping thing? I have. I mean, we have our camper. So it's, and our That's camper's right. super nice. So but yeah, I mean, I can do all the like rough stuff. I have done it, but if I don't have to, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to isolate that <laughs> and I'm going to send it to Patrick. <laughs> uh, now, like we were supposed to go, so Sarah and I, my daughter, we were supposed to do a backpacking trip uh, on Cumberland Island. Okay. Um, and it was, I forget what hurricane it was, but it was 20, 2018. 2018 or 2019, I can't remember. Um, but we were supposed to do a backpacking trip around Cumberland Island for um, 
she was in Venture Crew, which is kind of like an offshoot from okay. Boy Scouts. Uh, it's for girls and, and basically anybody. Asso- it's just associated around the Boy Scouts. Okay. Um, and it, it was a great program. Like it's, you know, teens get together and, and go out and camp and, and just do like cool stuff. Um, so we had been planning this backpacking trip. Like I, I went and got her fitted for a backpack, like a hiking backpack. Yeah. Cause it was a five day backpacking trip out of your backpack. Yeah. Like you pull up the first day and on day five, you get back to the car. Yeah. So we did all this prep work, got all the dehydrated food, got everything that we needed. It's the week of the trip. Hey, there's a hurricane. And it's headed towards Cumberland Island. (laughs) So they go, "Um, all right, guys, so we're going to, uh, we're going to head over to Alabama and camp at Chiaha State Park, but we're still going to backpack style it. I was like, okay, cool. We'll backpack in, you know, whatever. So we head over to Chiaha. Which, I don't know, have you ever been there? Mm-mm. So it's right on the other side of the border in Alabama from Georgia. Um, awesome state park. We get there. We unload the trucks. We're still, like, camping out of backpacks. Like, I'm sleeping in my hammock, like, okay. the whole nine, like, under the stars. Awesome. Day two, we get a uh, weather alert. And we're down at the bottom of this mountain, and you only get signal when you're up at the top. Yeah. So we had hiked up to the store. To, you know, just get some candy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we all start getting weather alerts. Hey, the hurricane has switched directions, guys. It's coming straight for Chiaha State Park. <sighs> so that night, I'm sleeping in a hammock under the trees. And it's like my hammock's doing circles. <laughs> this hurricane came through right on top of us. Oh, we God. all ended up under this one little pavilion, like hanging hammocks inside of this thing. We... I think there was like 30 of us all sleeping under this one little pavilion because there was no shelter anywhere. Yeah. It was like, hey, there's this one stone pavilion, guys. Good luck. That sucks. <laughs> it was. And then the next morning, of course, I'm stupid and didn't like test like the dehydrated food and stuff. I got so sick. Like, Six, like I have never been this sick. Mm. Throwing up everywhere. The nearest bathroom is like a quarter mile hike. Oh God! So yeah, it was terrible, but probably the most fun Sarah and I have ever had. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like I was something good out of it. Dude, I've got pictures of, like because after the hurricane passed, it was like you know how that that sky gets like mm-hmm. it's perfectly clear. Yeah, all the it was amazing. So. Weird camping story. Yeah. It yeah, we had been planning and planning and planning and Mother Nature said no. And then she came back and slapped us on the other <laughs> side of the face. <laughs> yeah. Any but, weird camping stories? No, I mean probably the worst time we were tent camping and it was freezing. We were at um uh one of the state parks. I don't remember which one, but anyways, um it was freezing, and our older two boys were little. They were probably, like, four and two, or they were little. And I was worried they were going to, like, freeze to death in their sleeping bags. And, of course, my husband was like, they're fine. That's what a sleeping bag's for, you know. 
and he um he wouldn't let him put on any layers of clothes and he got in his sleeping bag and just his underwear and it was going to be like below freezing and I was like this cannot be right he's like oh that's the whole point of a sleeping bag is it uses your own body heat to heat you he's like explaining the science to me and I was irritated and freezing so I right. put everything that I brought on I had like four pair of pants on all this stuff I froze to death the whole night couldn't sleep next morning he's up he's literally like almost sweaty from being in a sleeping bag with nothing but underwear on <laughs> and he was like I don't know when you're gonna listen to me I've camped like half my life like I'm telling you when it's cold you don't want to put clothes on in your sleeping bag that's the point of the sleeping bag I had no idea yeah, it, it like radiates your own heat mm-hmm. back into Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so um, that was probably the last time we took camped. I think I demanded a camper after that. <laughs> I was over it. That sounds about right. Yeah. But you know done. what? Enough of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Was okay. We're millennials. Right. Right. Technically, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> as much as it pains us to say right. that. So when. I guess, when when did you start, so you're hospice nurse now, in-home hospice nurse, mm-hmm. which allows you a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. At what age did you decide that you needed to start prioritizing free time over work? Uh, I said it probably around 30, 31. And my main reason, well, really what kind of where the realization set in is just how much I was missing of the kids and their stuff and their sports and um, their events. I was just missing a lot. And they get, you know, they grow up so fast and they're just all of a sudden they're teenagers and just like, what happened? So, yeah, I just decided I didn't want to miss stuff anymore and that um, it wasn't, I guess it just became more important to have my time and live the way I wanted to versus the money. The money was no longer the priority. I mean, it's always necessary, but it wasn't the priority. Anymore. Yeah. Now you see it more as a necessity instead of a, as much as I can get all right. at once. And that's right. my journey was similar. You know, I, I had kind of a, a fast odd career. Um, like you said earlier, like you don't even know what I, what it is I actually I have, do. I have no idea what you actually do. <laughs> so, by trade, I'm an electrician. I have IBEW journeyman electrician, uh, but I've kind of moved into running a fabrication shop uh, for my company in addition to owning the gym, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, it was uh, kind of a, a weird realization for me mine mine was a little different I didn't really have the um my kids weren't really into extracurricular stuff that much so like yeah. we didn't we didn't do a whole lot of the the games and all that stuff so about 30 years old I I really started prioritizing my own health um so like wake up one day and and it's like a switch flipped like oh I'm I'm not getting any younger. Right. Um, I hurt when I wake up. I hurt when I go to bed. I'm, I'm tired of it. So uh, 2014, 2015, I started running. Like just went out and, and started running and, and trying to regain my health. 
Um, I was 280, 290, somewhere in there. I, I quit weighing myself after 275. Yeah. I just know that I got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it sucked. Um, but I, I knew that if I didn't reclaim my health, then I wouldn't be there for my, my kids and family. So I started putting a bigger priority on uh, myself. And I, I, that, that may come off selfish. Um, but it, it was one of those things where if, if I can't, if I can't be there for myself, then I can't be there for my family. Yeah. Um, and I, that kind of, that's kind of a weird, I don't know. I, I didn't know if other people thought that way. I'm, I'm starting to realize that there, there is kind of a, a subsect of us out there that, that did start thinking that way. Mm-hmm. The millennial generation that we, we started prioritizing home life and, and personal health over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Um, but you know, when I think when we were coming up, it was still very much like everything, everything about our worth was on what, what we could make, how much money we could make, what we could bring in. Um, not just for men. I mean, it was like that for me too. So and I think that the generation behind us, I feel like they did a better job of prioritizing their needs more so and just like demanding like they they're kind of the ones that started demanding all of this like paid time off and all these benefits and and as much as like everyone's like oh they're spoiled brats i'm like i'm really glad because now i'm like man we we should have been more i guess we should have prioritized ourselves a little more i think and i'm glad that we kind of hit it to where we didn't spend our entire careers which like our parents did, you know, just killing themselves for nothing. Yeah. So I'm glad that I, I am appreciative of them coming in with their, with their demands. Cause I think, <laughs> I think it helped all of us. So. so honestly, that's kind of a weird, like I, I never want to make this channel about COVID or, or any of that stuff. Like I don't want to dwell on any of that stuff. There's been a lot of podcasts that right. dwell on it, but probably the best thing that happened to uh, even, even my uh, kind of world uh, you know, in the electrical field and, and whatever was the fact that it started gearing more towards what can we do off site? What can we do on a computer that will, that will help. So it, it really propelled me more into a design um, side of our business to where now, you know, if, if my kids need, need me for a day, like I can, mm-hmm. I can completely check out of work for four or five hours. Um, and as long as I'm getting my design work done or my planning done, um, I'm able to do those things. And that, mm-hmm. it's one thing that I think COVID did was, <clears throat> excuse me, really make us flip that switch of go, okay, we don't have to clock in for eight, 10, 12 hours a day. We can, as long as we're getting that work done and prioritizing the work that needs to be done, we can also prioritize our, our home life. We can prioritize that we were able to spread that out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There were, <clears throat> COVID was a lot. It was, it was different for me just being a nurse. Cause you know, we, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't stop. We didn't get to work from home or anything like that. Um, yep. I was still doing impatient when everything first started happening. So, um, but seeing it, you know, even even for the, I don't know, even for our kids, I think about it sometimes. Them going through that, it did kind of re um, put a new perspective on things of like what's actually important. Because you know, 
they just shut school down like yeah. in a day. And guess what? The world kept turning. Exactly. And so all of the kids are like, oh, well, when stuff happens, we there are alternatives. It's not all just has to be this way or else, you know, your life's completely ruined. That's So I think it was, again, it sucked, but it was there were some good things that came out of it, um, at least on our end, I think, with the kids and stuff. And that's – so we were talking earlier about um, – the next generation of technology, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think that, that helped. I mean, you had kids that didn't necessarily have access to technology before that were immediately thrust into, okay, now we're doing online mm-hmm. classes. We're, we're handling computers. We're, we're doing this, these things. And that's not saying that kids haven't had access to computers and stuff, but there was a whole, you know, subset of the population that didn't, you know, they weren't, um, well off enough where every kid had a computer well that made schools start providing them for kids Mm -hmm. and i I think that that's going to really help propel this next generation that's coming out into the tech jobs like Mm -hmm. tech jobs you you couldn't ask for a better life like those the Mm -hmm. programmers and stuff i mean which a whole other rabbit hole we can go down is i've been learning to code lately and that makes really makes you want to beat your head against the table but we were talking about gen z uh the ones that are coming um and when i really think that the high schoolers are, are what have me excited about the uh, and uh, again i hate saying next generation because <laughs> the gray in my beard is not enough <laughs> to tell everybody that i'm i'm old now yeah, even yeah. though i'm only 36 but this this next generation that's coming the the high schoolers are they're super smart right like they are they're on the internet and they're not just i I know parents right like it looks like they're just like scrolling through tiktok all day but these kids are learning at a pace that i don't think has ever been seen before right like they're able to learn from a 30 second video what it would take some of us a day to learn, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's crazy. And that's what I was saying before. Not only are they learning it, they can teach it. Because mine have to teach me. Because I'm not I'm not good with technology. I'm I do bare minimum like what I have to do. So if there's something that comes up, um, like I'm I'm in school right now, and so of course all of my stuff is online, and I'm like an idiot with it. So a lot of times I'm like I don't know how to do this and they'll come over immediately and just start showing me and within like five minutes they've already shown me what I need to do how I need to upload where it needs to go I mean I don't know they they can teach it as quickly as they can learn it which is pretty cool because then you know they're just gonna keep it's just gonna keep getting better for them so you're you're in school again mm-hmm. for what do you what are you going back for my master's so I have a bachelor's um, in nursing I'm going for my master's in nursing right now have you been in school like basically the whole time or did you take like a, a long gap? I before? took a long gap. I graduated from nursing school in 2010 and I started back in my for my master's. Uh, when did I start back? 2021? Yeah, 2021. So how hard is that to start back learning? Because that's, that's where I'm at right now with coding and um, I'm also uh, learning. I, I'm diving deeper into graphic design uh, video editing, all that kind of stuff. What's it like to go back to learning? Well, for mine, for my degree, it's it's a lot of papers. It's pretty, to be honest, it's pretty much all papers. Pretty much all we do is write papers. 
but I had totally forgotten about like APA formatting. Are you a good writer? I am a good writer. Okay, I suck at writing. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm a good writer, and it's easy for me. But I had forgotten about all the formatting and the citations and the I, I just the reference pages, all that stuff. I had totally forgotten about all of that, and see, it's changed. <laughs> yes. So when I thought I was like, oh yeah, you put a you know parentheses and this and this. Now it's all different, and so I one I felt really old, and one I felt really stupid because um, it's like forum style too. So like I feel like there's a lot of people younger than me mm-hmm. um, that are used to discussing stuff, that right? Way. And that went straight, you know, have yep. done everything back to back to back, and so they're coming in and like they're the way they the way they talk and stuff on the discussion and the way they attach things and. And I'm, I feel, I mean, I'm not, I'm 35 years old. I'm not that old, but I feel like I'm freaking 80 because yeah. I don't understand. I'm just not used to it. My first, you know, I did a, a four-year nursing program at a university where I went to class. I sat in lecture. That's how I went to college. Yeah. So to go from that to like 100% online, it was just, it was, it was hard for me. But I'm used to it now and I'm glad I did it, um, you know, because it, it has made me, it's helped me in other areas too, technology-wise, because I know how to use so many different like things associated with it. But it was it was intimidating for sure. That's, I feel like <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people our age are either over-educated, yeah, or way under-educated. Yeah, um, and and I, I, I that kind of sounds a little weird, but I, I think there's people that probably should go back to school and learn a little bit more. Um, and then there's people that that way overshot, like they they went out for the moon and then ended up underperforming at at whatever job they're at, mm-hmm. right? Um, me, I, I didn't graduate high school, right? I I got my GED at yeah. 16. Um, I started as an electrician at 17. I'm 100% self-taught all the way up. Um, I, I did go to a five-year apprenticeship school uh, through the Atlanta Electrical Joint Apprenticeship Training Center, um, but, which is just a fancy way of saying I went to Union Electrician School. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even, even that, I mean, it was it was like college. You know, we went we went to school. We had books. We had uh, labs. We uh, it, it was very strict and stringent. But um, most of my stuff has been learned in the real world. So mm-hmm. even um, so, I, I do a lot of three D design, uh, CAD, uh, like. I model buildings basically um, and put the electrical in them. Self-taught completely. Never went to drafting school. Um, you know, I've got a guy that works for me who went, you know, five or six years. He's probably a year or two younger than than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent five or six years in engineering school. You went all the way through. Um, went for mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and now he works for me in my, my drafting department, basically, you know, modeling, uh, drawing for me and hates, you know, wishes that he had not wasted that time, uh, because all of mine was basically learned on the job. So where, where I took practical experience and just pressed and learned, um, I feel like the millennial generation was kind of sold a bill of goods on college, right? Yeah. Like it was one of those things like you have to do this to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I follow a lot of people that, you know, their message is bring back the trades. Like trade oh, yeah. trade school is not bad. 
we need nurses. Like we, we need doctors, we need lawyers. I don't know that we need lawyers, but <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a lot of jobs that we need college for. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that it's for everybody. Like there's, I've got a whole generation of high school kids that work for me in my shop that are amazing welders, mm-hmm. uh, great, uh, you know, potential electricians. We work them through our youth apprenticeship program. And, you know, they're in high school making $15, $16 an hour working on the, my shop floor out here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if they go through the apprenticeship school in five years after they graduate, they could be making $35 an hour mm-hmm. um, and making money the whole time they're going through trade school. And that, that's where I think, you know, we, we've got to get back to appreciating the, the trades a little bit more. Yeah. I do think that we're kind of heading in that direction, at least around here again in a small town so I really only know what I see but I know that um you know they do the uh they do like the senior night stuff like for all the sports and whatever and I noticed that this year's senior night when they say you know what each kid is doing like where they're going to school or whatever a lot of them were not going to college where um some were going to military and then some a lot were going to trade and I mean I have three sons and I plan on encouraging all three of them to either go to the military or find a trade because yeah, there's nothing wrong with either of those. Yeah. I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, if, if you were going to do college, I'd say the military might be the best option, mm-hmm. you know, get it paid for while you're learning real world practical experience. Yeah. That's hundred percent. My husband didn't go, well, he, he went to a year of college, but he didn't finish college. So he doesn't have a degree or anything. He makes more money than I do. I have a bachelor's degree, soon to be a master's degree and I still won't make as much money as him. And, I have student loans. I have debt from it. So yeah. my husband has no debt. You're still paying on your student debt? Oh, yeah. Still paying on my loans. That debt forgiveness just didn't come through, did it? You know, and I'm going to tell you, and this is I'm not gonna tell, all I'm gonna say about it, is my little email when they were trying to get it to come through, it was only going to be $20,000 yeah. for everybody. So, like, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. The way it was kind of presented was like, oh, we're going to wipe, wipe all this. No. Not at all. They're just going to cut a chunk of it out, which is a lot. It's a big chunk, but. How much, okay. You can tell me if you want. How much student debt do you have from nursing school? About 30000 And how much How much are you paying to go back for your master's? <clears throat> I think it's probably going to end up being around twelve. I guess it's not that bad. It's not. It's just, it's just annoying because, yeah. you know, again, like you said, nurses are needed. Yep. But yet I have to pay to come do this job that nobody else wants to do. I mean, that's, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is, but I don't want my kids to be in that situation. And yeah. that's what I've told them. Like, I'm telling you, there are better ways to do this. If you really want, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a nurse, you want to be a, an attorney, anything that needs a degree, do it through the military because it's just, it's not, I mean, I've been out of school for how long? Going on 13 years yeah. and I'm still paying on student loans. And you're starting back with, and I, and I have more, I'm adding more. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So yeah, it's just, yeah, we, but we were sold that that was, it was beat into my head from a very early age that if I don't go to college, I will amount to nothing in life. Oh, it it was, I was looked down on hard when I, I I straight up told him like, I'm, I'm done with high school, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was 16. I was, I knew more than most of my teachers at that point. (laughs) So I passed my GED on my first shot and went down the next week and applied for the trade school. Yeah. Like it was, I, I knew what I wanted to do and like, I don't add, I'm not advocating for anybody to drop out of high school. 
Yeah, I know. You know, my son wants to drop out of high school and he mentions you all the time. Well, Michael didn't graduate high school. I'm like, oh. I, I'm not advocating for that because I am a, a special case, I think. Like, yeah, I, I, I knew I knew what I wanted to do. I was I was ready to go. And I, I, I was no slouch in high school by any means. Like, right. I had straight A's. Um, I just, I, I was done. I was in a bad situation at home and wanted to get out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like I, I quit high school and stayed at home. I quit high school and moved out. Right. Got a job. Right. Like, started a family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, so I think we've made it through our first podcast. Yeah. Are you happy you did it? I am. I am. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a good conversation. I think so. I yeah. think we've got a lot more in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, this was much more serious than I anticipated, which is fine. It was, you just... know what? It kind of went down a, a serious rabbit yeah. hole and it kind of surprised me too, <laughs> yeah. but we had some funny, we had some serious, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good mix. We wanted to make it about nothing anyway. So now we made it about a little bit of something, a lot of nothing. Yeah, I agree. Perfect. All right. Cool. Uh, we're out. <laughs>